Welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I'm your resident pimp on a blimp, Primetime Alex Stein, and we have a major crisis ahead of us in the near future, guys. Massive amounts of food processing factories are accidentally catching fire all across the nation, causing food shortages at lots of local grocery stores. And this is very alarming to the people that are actually paying attention. And to the people oblivious to the upcoming doom, I applaud you, because ignorance truly is bliss. And with all that being said, there are some great people like Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, who are creating solutions to these problems by creating lab-made synthetic meats, as well as the repurposing of bugs and larvae as a guilt-free protein option for the future. Now, all of this sounds absolutely incredible and futuristic, but the problem is that these expensive options right now are extremely limited. You can't go to McDonald's and get the cockroach croissant for breakfast yet, and that's a damn shame. You can't go to Wendy's and get a bed bug burger with extra larva on the side, and this is a travesty. But luckily here at Prime Time with Alex Stein, we may have found a solution to the upcoming food shortages, and it may be a lot simpler problem to solve than many people think. The answer lies within all of us, and I mean that literally, because the answer to our problem is simple. We as humans need to start eating our own poop. Now I know this sounds gross, but hear me out. Your poop is actually healthier than many of the options at your local grocery store today. Poop is seed oil free, and it literally costs nothing to produce. And the best part is the more poop you eat, the more poop you produce, which turns our bodies into superhuman food producers, which to a science lover like me, I find that absolutely badass. And I know, I know, y'all are hating in the chat right now, refusing to even think about eating your own poop. But let me ask you a question. Have you ever farted before? Of course, because everybody's farted before. And the first rule of farts is that everybody loves their own brew. So before you deny it, you might want to try it. So go get a plastic bag from CVS and poop in it tonight. Add a little dash of cayenne pepper, a little bit of clump of mayo, and you'll have yourself a delicious poop salad sandwich that'll go nicely on some toasted sourdough bread. All of our problems may be solved by poop! All right, guys, we have an incredible show for you tonight. First, we welcome on Stasia Kelly, who's an OnlyFans model who was forced to resign from her job as a teacher for selling nude photos of herself on the internet. We're going to get her perspective on the OnlyFans wage gap between men and women creators. Then we get to speak to conspiracy icon and lizard elite expert David Icke, who's going to talk about his latest book as well as the global secret society making our lives terrible. After we speak to David, then we have trans icon Blair White, who's causing a storm by posting a racy picture that has conservatives going crazy about the conservative culture's moral compass. And since this is prime time with Alex Stein, we love to welcome the drama that may come from tonight's episode because we stand with adults' right to be who they want to be as long as they are over the age of 18. So let's get the show started because I don't want to keep the people waiting any longer. Let's start the show. Welcome to Prime Time with Alex Stein. I'm your host, Alejandro Stein, and we have such a lovely guest. And I said it wrong in the in introduction, but we welcome on Stacia. Is that my saying that right? Stacia. And Stacia was, I, some, some might argue fairly, some might argue unfairly, was forced to resign as a middle school teacher 
because they found her OnlyFans. So, Stacia, the conservatives that watch this are going to say, Oh my God, you're sexualizing children! You deserve to go to jail! What do you say to those critics? Um, I say that I never said anything about OnlyFans or Instagram. Actually, to my students, when they would say, Oh, hey, um, have you seen a new TikTok? I would say, oh, I don't really do social media. I don't know what you're talking about right now. So. Well, and, and people see you. You're absolutely gorgeous. You're beautiful. And I'm not just saying that. I'm just saying you can see her pictures. We'll have links. You guys can go uh, you know, follow uh, Stacia's content. But, but uh, Stacia, I, I just want to say this. Like I said, you were very um, open and willing to come on the show, which I respect. Because a lot of people would, you know, they might be nervous. And I am Primetime 99. I, I like to confront people. But because you decided to come here and have been so respectful by coming on the show, I promise to be respectful to you. So I just want to get you. that out in the open because I know some people in the chat, why don't you yell at her? Why don't you make her feel dumb? Why don't you do this? But I don't want to do that because you're obviously smart. I believe that you had good intentions by wanting to become a teacher. So kind of tell us, you know, why become a teacher when you're obviously beautiful? You could probably make more money selling pictures of yourself. So why even become a teacher? So I was a teacher and then um, started my Instagram page. Really, it was wake surfing. Um, and then it just kind of grew from there. And um, so I quit teaching and just did that for a while. And then I started feeling like I wasn't really doing anything to help society. Yeah. So in my quest to be um, less selfish, <laughs> I decided to shut everything down and go back to teaching. Wow. Okay, so tell me this. You know, what, what are your political leanings, if you don't mind saying? My political leanings? I mean, are you, um, you know, more conservative, more liberal, moderate? I am I'm, more conservative. You are? Okay, wow. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. See, a lot of people don't realize it, and I, I noticed that too. So for me, they say OnlyFans is bad, but I actually think, uh, I've watched this documentary, it's called Hot Girls Wanted, and it's about how they trick girls oftentimes to get into amateur pornography by putting a Craigslist ad saying that you're going to become an actress, or you're going to be in a real Hollywood movie. Yes. And then yes. and in these in these uh, situations, oftentimes these women are exploited. They get they do a shoot a scene, and sometimes the sex is more violent than they, they expected. I mean, they're literally oftentimes quote-unquote raped. I mean, they agreed to sex, so they didn't agree to that type of sex. But I'm saying, so when I see that, I feel like that's actually sex trafficking. So to mm -hmm. be honest, it's a little more empowering that you own your own content and that you don't have somebody telling you and, and exploiting you and making money off your own boobs, basically. You know what I mean? I mean... <laughs> I agree. I think that it's really put women in a place of power. Um, it's And just because it's OnlyFans does not mean it's pornography. Uh, I know people that do photography pages yep. on there and give advice um, for photography. Um, so it's really whatever you want it to be. Have so. you been a model for a long time? Um, I did a little hair modeling when I was a teenager. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Wow. I'm telling you, I mean, listen, I know the, the camera obviously looked beautiful, but I'm telling you, in person, I, I get a little fluttered. I'm a little, uh, I sit here next to a beautiful woman, and even I, even Primetime 99, Alex Stein, you get a little nervous in front of a, a hot babe. So, okay, so uh, uh, I wanted to get into, in, in the first block, my producer, JVT, he's insane. He's a great guy. He graduated from Princeton. He will not shut up about it. I don't know how he got in. I guess they have a special needs program or something but <laughs> him and I went out to the community and we went out there to go try to solve the gender wage gap between male OnlyFans creators and female OnlyFans creators because I'm sick I'm sick and tired of the wage gap and we must end it so Jimmy can we throw to that clip
It's Primetime 99, Alex Stein and JVT, and we're here to end the massive wage gap between female and male OnlyFans models. We'll see what the people have to say. We have to raise $5,000 by the end of the day, or his OnlyFans gets shut down. She has real natural breasts. She gets to okay. make more money. And because I do a tug job, we both have a butthole. Wait, is that you? Yeah, that's me. For six bucks, you can literally see my butthole monthly. I think it's kind of unfair that females make so much more than males on OnlyFans. You know how hard it is for a male to make money on OnlyFans? Exactly! Exactly! exactly. exactly. It's kind of racist that you will not donate to trans people. I can't be racist. Black History Month. The most important month is trans history month. Which month is that? That's coming up. Don't Which, worry about like it. You an OnlyFans creator as well? Yeah, I have some content. See, oh. that's we found an ally. Please, an ally. Tell them how hard it is as so, a male. It's so hard to make money on OnlyFans as a male, especially solo content. You always got to get like the boy girl content, and then they're like, oh, I'll spend some money here. I just want to know the context of that picture. Were you swimming? Well, I was actually speaking at a city council meeting. I was thinking of someone in Plano who's just like rapping in front That's of me. That's me. That's me. That's one content. She's one of the biggest creators, and this is me, and I'm one of the smallest like, creators. Like oh, we got it! My butthole is worth just as much as her butthole. Did you say butthole? If she takes the time to wax it and takes the time to pay for that money. I told you to wax uh, your butthole. But what about men? I'm not beautiful? You are. I'm beautiful. I look, you can look at my OnlyFans. For $5.99, you can see my butthole. Look at this. Wow. Thank you so much. Arguably, my butthole should be worth the same as a female's butthole. You'll have to persuade your customers. Well, as you'll see, this is the poster. This is our OnlyFans poster, and this is Lauren Compton. She's at a level where you're at. I'm, you know, successful, mm -hmm. uh, lucrative. Now, this is me. I, I'm, I'm getting killed. I'm getting crushed. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but I actually uploaded my mom's consciousness into a supercomputer that allows me to communicate with her, and she's really been giving me grief. Mom, uh, you're not still mad about the whole trans thing, are you? Well, Alex, I'm... A little more concerned, um, you know I can still see your browser history. Yeah, I know you're in the metaverse, so it, what? You're yeah, not looking. But, uh, I understand you need to research your guests. Yeah, I was researching Stacia. Yeah, what? from midnight to 3 a.m., you are on OnlyFans.com for research. That yeah. That a little suspect. Mom, what are you talking about? Yeah, I was on there for, you don't, can't, you can't look at my webcam, can you, Mom? <sighs> I wish I couldn't. What, Mom? So you're saying me crank it? Turn off that setting, Mom! Get out of here! I'm sick of it! Every time I try to have a nice conversation with a beautiful woman, you're exposing me because I'm chronically masturbating to her OnlyFans! Will you stop, Mom? Alex, you know, we had this talk when you were 13 years old. Yeah! And you got circumcised. Yes! You should ask her how, how to do a better thing. I'm done talking about this. You've been talking about it nonstop since I'm 13. Bye, Mom. I got to do the rest of the show. Bye. Bye, Mom. Sorry about that, Stacia. My mom's insane. She's not too happy with my browser history. But what I am happy is we're going to expose the wage gap. Now, everybody knows that men make tons more than women. Women, they don't even get paid hardly anything. Do they deserve to get paid? I don't know. That's debatable. But I'm saying, with OnlyFans creators... The females make up to, I think it's like a million more percent than the male creators. Why is that, Stacia? Because women are prettier than men. Yes, but it's just because you're prettier. I mean, Stacia, <laughs> let's be real. I, 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 I mean, a butthole's a butthole, right? I mean, why is that not Do you wax yours? 
No, I don't wax anything. Okay, well, there's your problem right there. Okay, well, now we got to get waxing. I got to spend a little more time on my self-help. I am kind of nasty. I'm hairy like a, a gorilla. But let's be honest. Uh, uh, this is not my career. I, I'm very blessed that I have the prime time with Alex Stein show and the Blaze is paying my bills. I don't know how much longer I very easily could get fired at any second. I don't know if you know this, but I started a lot of fires on set. I saw that. Yeah, I did, and I got in a lot of trouble. Actually, uh, some of the crew got injured from smoke inhalation. So we've, we've moved past that. I'm on double secret probation. As long as I don't get in any trouble right now in this probationary period, I think we'll be okay. And remember, guys, if you're playing at home, here, we have safety first. We have tons of hand sanitizer, and you know that we're vaccinated, triple vaccinated with Pfizer. So if you're out there and you're wondering, you can never have too much hand sanitizer. So safety first. We're done hurting people. Okay, Stacia, uh, last question, though. Okay. You, you're, well, we have more than uh, more questions, but before we go into our next break, <laughs> okay. I got to ask you this now. Your, your husband is here. He's a very nice guy. Very nice guy. What does your husband say about your OnlyFans account? My husband was the one that encouraged me to start it. Wow. Okay. So does he help you do it? Does he take photos or does yes, he? Oh, he does wow. Most of my photos. And on your and on your OnlyFans, and I actually believe it or not, I'm not a paid member. I need to be a paid subscriber. But do you have videos and photos, obviously? Yes. And so who edits it and does all that? He does. Wow. So you have like an actual photographer husband now. Well, that he has Chaos Created. It's his. Um, photography page too. Uh, oh wow! So your husband's a photographer. Well, that makes mm -hmm. sense. That's why I'm saying if you guys see these photos, mm -hmm. as long as you're of age, they're great. These are professional. Yes, please be 18 or older. Yes, please. <laughs> and, and honestly, okay, tell the people that you don't want to sexualize kids. So what are the people that are playing at home? And I kind of asked this earlier, and they said, "Oh, and you know, let's be honest. In your school photo, you did that's the worst picture ever. I know. I have a better school picture than that, by the way. Yeah, that, that doesn't okay. do you. That's okay. That does not do you justice. I think you did that on purpose. But so what do you what do you tell the people? Because I'm sure every kid was like oh my gosh i want to be in her class i want to be in her class so they did not want to be in my class why because i was stripped yeah but i mean sometimes i need a spanking every once in a while i mean i bring back corporal punishment you know what i mean but what do you what do you say to the people that are like oh i don't want the sexualization of children what you did is bad what do you say to those people i think we need to focus on what's happening in the classroom and um you know what is the level of education being taught um and not what's happening outside of the teachers in her personal life or his personal life. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if I had to like give my advice and don't ever take my advice, but I would say maybe it'd be a little better if you're a college professor. That might be, you know, a, a little bit better because maybe I mean, worse. Would that be because worse? Those kids that really aren't supposed to be. Anywhere. But they, I mean, they can't even. They're not supposed to be on OnlyFans. They're not supposed to be. My stuff is all eighteen and up. So they would have had to have lied to get through to. Yes, but listen, I lied on a lot of stuff when I was a kid. I mean, all you got to do is put in a birthday, and no, all of a sudden you're my looking. My students at... were angels. They never lied. No, no, they were not <laughs> angels. And this day, what do you think about kids? And, and there's over fifty-five schools in Illinois, nineteen in Chicago where zero students were proficient in grade-level math or reading. So have you noticed how? the maturation of these kids they're learning was it stunted by the pandemic i mean we're not what, holding kids accountable that's what it is you don't think we're tough enough on the kids no what do we just let them is it, is it what, what did george bush say uh, uh uh no leave no kid behind is that basically what's happening um yes yes what say it no why do you, you sound you sound hesitant what give us the we're real not, dope we're not requiring we're not requiring kids to really work for their grades. Wow. And so they don't even need to know how to read or do math? I mean... I mean, depends on the district you're in, of course. Um, but I think it's more about 
passing students. <laughs> wow, guys, that's what I'm telling you. These public I school systems. What do you think about that to the people? Do you believe in homeschool? Do you think homeschool is effective? It can be. Um, but I do think that you, there is value in teacher training. There really is. I mean, it takes three years to really know your subject and what you're teaching and become proficient in what you're doing. So I can't imagine a parent trying to learn that and then teach that to their child. They're not giving them so you're no, you don't like can. homeschool. Well, now, I mean, you look at all these teachers, and I, I mean, you have to see the sexualization of children, not from, uh, like, OnlyFans, but I'm talking about the gender ideology in the classroom where teachers are telling students that they can actually change their gender. I don't think that teachers should be involved in personal lives at all. I think that, um, okay, I think that we have really gotten to where we're trying to tell teachers to teach kids something moral when that's not our job. Our job is to go in and teach math, science, prepare them for the working world, not for their personal lives. That's where parents have to teach their kids. Yeah, I mean, now the parents are so busy. This, this day and age, it's almost hard um, to even raise your kid, I feel like, because people are under so much stress paying their I bills. Agree. I agree. You know, it's hard. And then, then you just kind of give your kid to the state. And it's like you're not even involved in the, the whatever the parental guidance that every kid needs. And I think it's also the denuclearization of the family home. A lot of people want to say our problems are due to race, but I think it's mainly because it doesn't matter if you're white or black or Hispanic. If you come from a broken home, you're more likely to have a troubled upbringing. Completely agree. So, so and tell me this, though, in Prosper, though, what, what was kind of the racial makeup of your kids? Weren't they mostly uh, uh, kind of affluent white kids in Prosper? Yes. It's an, I'm just saying there were people. The reason why I say this is it's a very affluent neighborhood. Prosper is one of the nicest neighborhoods in the DFW Metroplex. So, uh, you know, you have affluent, you know, uh, type kids. And you know that these kids can figure out how to how to log into an OnlyFans account. You're right. I mean, that's the, <laughs> these kids. Are, they know how to work a computer better than you and I, probably, uh, sadly. Okay. Now we got to pay the bills, right? And I know if you're watching this show, you're probably drunk or you might have been, you know, token on a little bit of this and that. So you must start taking care of your liver now more than ever. Why do you ask? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver were 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means many people are at risk. We throw everything in our livers. Cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, Tylenol, statins, cigarettes. That's why so many of us have a sluggish, fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. For decades now, your liver helped you with over 500 key functions every single day. It's time you help your liver now. There is a solution. Liver Health Formula, an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. Manufactured right here in the U.S. of A. and approved by American doctors. So if you're looking to ignite your fat-burning metabolism, boost your energy, and transform how you look and feel, try Liver Health Formula and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you'll receive a free bottle of blood sugar formula to reduce those sugar cravings. You're also getting four ebooks to support every aspect of your health. Health. Try Liver Health Formula by going to getliverhelp.com slash Alex and claim your five free bonus gifts. That's getliverhelp.com slash Alex. I know some people need that. Do you need any liver health? I need a lot of liver <laughs> health. I got I have a lot of issues. And it's not even with alcohol, it's just I have a fatty liver because I eat constantly eat McDonald's. How do you stay so how do you stay in such great shape? Uh, I try to work out and try to eat healthy. Do you exercise every day? Five days a week. 
Yeah, I can tell. She's a, <laughs> she's a gym rat. Nothing ratty about her. Uh, she's in great shape. Okay, uh, and, and uh, I think, do we have our next guest? Or, or, are we ready? Okay, we are ready. And now we welcome on a cattle rancher who took on the federal government. The Bureau of Land Management tried to steal his cows, but he did not back down. His story can be read in the book, American Patriot. Please welcome on Clive and Bundy. Welcome to the, sh- the program, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all I can say is hello, America. Hello, uh, this world. And thank you for bringing me on. Cliven, what the heck, dude? They, they, uh, listen, they ought to throw you in jail. You have all those cows. You know they're, they're causing global warming with all their farting. So what do you have to say about that? Do you feel guilty for raising the sea level with all those cows? Yeah, I, I have some guilt. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> but you know the taste of good, uh, good beef is pretty hard to beat. You know, you can overlook some things. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, so tell us what happened. So basically, your cattle had been grazing on federal land for years, and then they decided to finally give us the, the tell us the story for the people playing at home. Uh oh, uh, you know you got it all wrong. I I don't graze my cattle on federal land. I graze my cattle on Park County, Nevada land, and I so happen to have some preemptive rights created through beneficial use for many years. It even goes back past uh, eighteen seventy seven. And so I'm exercising and using my rights and, and trying to produce some good beef for America. Well, I really appreciate that. Though, Clive, so tell us, how, tell us about your fight though, with the federal government. Well, you know, you sort of hit on it. The federal government wants to claim this land in the state of Nevada. Uh, you know, and my challenge is to them is you don't have no jurisdiction authority over this land. This land is a sovereign state of Nevada, and, uh, uh, you know, basically, get out of here and leave me alone. I'm trying to be a producer, and, and I'm doing my job, and and I own certain rights there, and uh, they want to claim that I don't have any rights. I just have a permit, permit or a privilege, and I said no, and eventually I said hell no, and I stuck with it, and I still stick with it. Well, and that's why you are a badass. And I don't know if you don't, you might not know this, Cliven, but we have on a, a woman named Stacia, and she was actually unfairly forced to resign from her job as a school teacher because she had an OnlyFans account. And now my mom, my mom was in a similar business. She worked at the chicken ranch as a prostitute in Nevada. So, what do you think about uh, prostitution laws? Because do you think the federal government should get involved? Because why can't I sleep with a prostitute in Nevada but not in Texas? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I don't know much about that subject. You know, uh, I I do want know what a chicken ranch is, but it's uh, a brothel. People, you pay yeah, money, and then you can have sex. You can <laughs> stick your genitals. I have to tell you it. a story. I had a son that was about uh, I don't know, probably twenty twenty one years old, and uh, took a ride with my neighbor from down through Nevada, and they passed these brothels and red uh, uh, red house districts and. He had no idea. He's about 21 years old. So that's how much we know of it as ranchers about brothels. We, we don't know much about uh, they're They're immoral and uh, and it's not, not good, but uh, uh, they're definitely not federal. No, they're not. And, and Nevada is such a great place. So tell us, that, how much has Nevada changed in the past 20 years, in your opinion? Because it's, so, it's blown up so much. Well, the population in, you know, uh, towns like uh, Las Vegas and Reno, they have grown. In my lifetime, they have grown more, enormously. I don't know, probably, you know, five or six hundred percent more than wow. they used to be. And so they grew. The population grew. Uh, 
what's really happened to our land is these bureaucracies have taken over and control and and that's where my fight comes in. I, I say you don't have no jurisdiction authority. And if you'd ask me why they don't have no jurisdiction authority, well, let's go back to our Constitution. You know, in Article 4 of our Constitution, it's very plain that Congress had un, uh, power, unlimited power, you could say, uh, to dispose of and make all needful rules and regulations over territory and other property that the federal government owned. Well, I don't live in a territory. State of Nevada is not a territory. And other property are things like airports or post offices or maybe even the Boulder Dam, the property that the federal government actually purchased from the state of Nevada. Now, you could call that federal land, but you can't call my ranch federal land. It's, uh, I would, it is public property. But who is the public? The public has to be Clark County, Nevada people, not the people in Lincoln County or uh, California or around the world. When those people come to Clark County, Nevada, they're only a guest. and We need to be a good host. And uh, they have some privileges and rights here on this land, but they don't own this land. Yeah, I know that. Neither does the federal government own it. And that's why your fight is so important. And I'm anti-establishment. Uh, the federal government, I believe, is they're, they're professionals at uh, you know messing things up. They're very dysfunctional. So before we let you go, Cliven, tell us about your book and tell us how people can support you. Well, you know, the book is written by uh, Stickler, Mike Stickler, and he uh, he started to write this book while I was in jail. He was in jail with me, and uh, he said you need to write a book, and I said. I don't know nothing about writing a book. You write it for me. So he did that. That's how it was. the book is incorrect for is uh, the things that he knew. Uh, but the main principle that I stand on is still a constitutional principle. And that is that the, this uh, Western land and all of the states have been disposed of by the federal, by the uh, Congress. And when you dispose something, you, you lose, lose the rights to it. And what Congress lost the rights to all this Western land and even all the states is they lost the rights, un, their unlimited rights, jurisdiction, authority. And so I stand on that uh, I live in Clark County, Nevada. My sheriff, the people of Clark County have uh, elected a commission. They have elected a sheriff and they pay the sheriff to protect my life, liberty and property. So when I go after, they say I have a standoff with the federal government. I really didn't have a standoff with the federal government. I was protesting my county sheriff to protect my life, liberty, and property. And I stood, and they did finally stand and, and run off the federal government out of the county and off my ranch, and I haven't seen them since. Well, that's awesome, Clive. And keep up the good work. And before you go, real quick, I know you're only uh, incarcerated for a, a, a short time. I bet you missed that steak. What would you eat from the commissary? You know, they make all those prison recipes. <laughs> what, what would they make the, the, the closest thing to a good, decent steak? Well, you know, uh, a short time. They had me in there for 700 days. Yep. Never convicted me of any even misdemeanor or anything. I was a, pri uh, uh, a political prisoner. prisoner. Yeah, political prisoner. And probably the best thing they had was beans, and we ate quite a few beans. <laughs> we were talking about the cows farting, now we're talking about you farting. Clive, you're the man. Keep up the good work, and thank you for joining the program, my friend. Well, you know, they, they claim that uh, the 
the fart or the fart horse is the one with the power. The fart fart man's the one to hire. So there we go. <laughs> oh, I love that! Wow, we learn something new every day. All right, Cliven, uh, have fun on the ranch, and thank you for fighting against these federal bureaucrats that are all idiots, in my opinion. So keep up the good work. Yeah, and thank you for inviting me. Yes, sir. Anytime. All right, guys. If you want to buy the most pimp merch, make sure to go to pimponablimpshop.com. We got the best shirts, sweaters, hats, mugs, stickers, you name it. We freaking got it. Tell everyone you love big booty Latinas or that you're a plant-based pimp or that you're just a fan of prime time Alex Stein. Please use the code pimp, excuse me, use the code blimp10 at pimponablimpshop.com. We now welcome on one of the original gangsters in all of the conspiracy world, a guy that I respect so incredibly much. He's incredibly censored. I believe he's actually not even allowed to leave the European Union. The one, the only, David Icke. Welcome to the program, my friend. Thanks, Alex. Actually, I'm not um, allowed to go into the European Union, funny enough. I'm currently uh, banned from Australia from 2019 and banned now from 26 European countries uh, simultaneously and given that the United States and Canada and many, many other countries around the world uh, use the same criteria for who, who they let in, um, I'm banned from uh, much of the world. It must be something I've said. Yeah, I think it is. And you know that, David, because you've exposed so much stuff. And I just for the, the people playing at home that might not know, and obviously you're incredibly well known, one of the most famous conspiracy theorists. And I use that term. I'm a conspiracy theorist, proud tinfoil hat wearing. So I mean that with, uh, you know, with all due respect. But I'm telling you, so when we when I talk about David Icke and we talk about, you know, a lot of people want to talk about the lizard stuff. And I know that's not necessarily, you know, what you're known for. But for me, what I when I saw David Icke, when the Wogan interview, you started off as a sports broadcaster, a sports journalist, and then you realize the world that we're living in is a world of lies. So what radicalized you or woke you up from the, oh, I'm a Joe Blow sports broadcaster, I drink my beer and I watch the soccer game, to now I realize the world is being literally run by pedophiles? Well, it's, um, it's a long story, but uh, basically um, my sense of reality was just blown apart. It was a lot of what you might call paranormal events that happened to me. But basically, it was like, you know, you're living in a bubble and your reality, your perception is all within the bubble. And then someone comes along, doesn't give you any warning, by the way, and just bursts it. And suddenly all this uh, insight, knowledge, awareness um, starting to pour into your conscious mind and it's very difficult to, to handle it when it first happens um, it, it's just too much to process and I went on the uh, Wogan show which was a, a big big audience chat show live on the BBC at the time with a guy called Terry Wogan right in the middle <laughs> of this transformation of perception that I was going through uh, but, you know, I have this phrase, life so often gives you your greatest gifts brilliantly disguised as your worst nightmare. And I went through extraordinary levels of ridicule as a result of that interview. I mean, the audience, the studio audience were laughing all the way through. But I couldn't go down any street in Britain and in the wider world eventually without being laughed at. 
um, by by people in my face. A comedian only had to say my name to get a laugh. But it gave me something. It gave me something that is absolutely essential to what has followed. And that is it cleared me out of the prison that most people live in, which is the fear of what other people think. I mean, you've obviously cleared that <laughs> out yourself, mate, uh, from, uh, from what I've seen many times. And what it means is when you research information, you, uh, you pass that line where you think, yeah, I can justify this with the evidence, and you don't go through mental gymnastics of, how can I put this so they won't think I'm crazy? What can I leave out so they won't think I'm mad? What you do is you speak your truth. And how people receive it is up to them. But you're not going to um, have your uh, what you say dictated by what you think others might think of you. And it's it's a freedom that is indescribable if you haven't gone through it. And I can thank The Wogan Show and the fantastic, historic, actually, levels of ridicule that followed for setting me free of that. No, and, and, and I, David, I want to say you're not only a great cultural icon in the you know, truth movement, but you're also a good father. I'm friends with Jamie and Gareth, and they're carrying on the you know, uh, Ike name with Iconic. They're doing great, word, uh, great work. I've been very lucky to be on their program. But I, what I noticed is, is recently when I was in the U.K. and I went to Buckingham Palace and I started asking people about Prince Andrew and Jimmy Seville, and, and I don't know what the how much people respect the monarchy anymore. I know in, on Wogan when they're laughing, they probably all love Queen Elizabeth. But now when I when I was inter, when I was interacting with people around Buckingham Palace, they all said that he's a what is it a poofter or, or what is it a nonce? They all said Prince Andrew's a nonce. So do you think people in Great Britain are realizing that there are pedophile elites that are basically ruining the world and, and subjugating us to evil? Well, yeah. Well, uh, I've been exposing this since the 1990s, first of all, in a book called The Biggest Secret, of the uh, fundamental um, foundation of Satanism and pedophilia. And the two are connected if you go deep enough. Um, that uh, pervades what we bravely call, wrongly call, the um, elite. And, you know, I was talking about. Jimmy Savile, the uh, former BBC, quote, entertainer who was exposed after he died as a record-breaking paedophile. Yeah. But what's missed about Savile, and I got this from uh, insiders who uh, knew, for instance, Princess Diana, who uh, hated Savile, uh, when uh, Prince Charles was using a uh, paedophile of extraordinary proportions as a go-between between himself and Princess Diana when their marriage was breaking down. Uh, what is missed about Jimmy Savile is that he was a procurer of children for the rich and famous. That's why his back was watched his entire life while this paedophilia was going on and it was exposed after he died how the police and the authorities knew he was doing it, but he was untouchable. Why? Because he was providing children for the rich and famous elite. Now, uh, by his own, um, his own words, how did he get involved in the inner circle of the British royal family? He was invited in there in the 1960s when he was a 
one of these emerging people in those days they called disc jockeys, mm-hmm. and he presented pop music and suddenly is invited to the inner circle of the British royal family. And the man who did that was called Lord Mountbatten, a very close uh, royal associate of the Queen, who was exposed, I've done it myself, as a known paedophile, uh, Mountbatten. Um, he uh, then gets involved with the two people who were uh, mentored by Lord Mountbatten, Prince Charles and Prince Philip. And um, he uh, also was involved, and I've exposed this at the time, and I exposed this uh, in the late 90s while this former Prime Minister of Britain, uh, Ted Heath, was uh, still a member of Parliament. And the passage was read to him at the time, and he did nothing about it. Why? Because it was true that he was providing um, children, Jimmy Savile, for people like Ted Heath. He was the Prime Minister of Britain who actually took us into the uh, the ball and chain called the European Union. So everywhere you looked uh, with uh, Savile, he was uh, providing children for the uh, for the rich and famous. And it's uh, something that I've found all over the world. I mean, you you had the Franklin cover up in America that connected into the uh, Republican Party, mm-hmm. and the Democrats are obviously just as uh, as uh, involved in this as anyone else. It's everywhere. And uh, there's a reason for that, which I talk about in the books. Yeah, and one of the most disgusting things about uh, Jimmy Savile is that he was uh, in, uh, big into charities. And he, the Royal Children's Hospital, he would supposedly take uh, oftentimes dead children's cadavers to do satanic ritualistic abuse. So, I mean, this is one of the most apparent, disgusting human beings of all time. And real quick, before we kind of take it to the X-rated, I want to ask your opinion. One thing that I've always been passionate about is I believe Princess Diana was murdered. I mean, I don't know whether Dodi Fayed was the father of an unborn baby and that they didn't want a Muslim connection to the monarchy. That's all conspiracy. I don't know if that's true. But I do know that when she died, it took her nearly 45 minutes to get to a hospital. And I think they passed nearly 14 hospitals on the way. So what do you think happened with the Princess Diana, David? Well, she was definitely murdered. I researched this in great detail for, for that book, um, uh, the, the, the Biggest Secret. One other thing very quickly about Jimmy Savile, by the way, that he, he was a necrophiliac. He got off on having um, sex with uh, dead bodies. Disgusting. And you talk about charity and charity work. One of the things that he did very famously, he was always uh, being fated for it, was that he um, volunteered as a porter it uh, leads hospital. <laughs> and uh, the reason he did that, because he had access to the mortuary. I mean, you know, one of the hardest things, Alex, to get across over all these decades I've been researching and writing about this is the level of pure evil that we're dealing with. Um, and yeah, in terms of um, the uh, the whole uh, 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 background to Princess uh, Diana, um, she was um, murdered uh, in the uh, Pont d'Alma tunnel, the bridge or passage of the moon goddess, as it's called. Mm. And this elite, uh, as I've uncovered over the decades, is obsessed with symbolism. Everything is symbolism. It's extraordinary. It's a great way to read them. Yeah. For instance, um, there's a place in the city of London, the city of London financial district, uh, known as the Square Mile, called Ludgate Hill. And Ludgate Hill was a centre during the Roman uh, occupation of uh, Britain for um, worship to the goddess Diana. 
And standing mm. on that very site now is St. Paul's Cathedral, which is where they married Princess Diana to Prince Charles. Now, you'd say that was a coincidence, except that if you research this in detail, as I have, the obsession with symbolism makes that absolutely not a coincidence, nor the place where she died, which was connected to the moon goddess, which was the, the ancient goddess Diana, uh, etc. And, um, you know, I came across uh, a lady, in fact, she kind of came across me in a way, um, in the late 90s, um, who is called Christine Fitzgerald. And she was an accepted by the mainstream media, close friend of Princess Diana for uh, nine years. Then they fell out not long before she died. But um, I had a very long uh, conversation, in fact, too, with Christine Fitzgerald. I've still got the, uh, the recording on one of those reel-to-reel -reel <laughs> audio tapes that, that, that we had in those days. And she uh, told me um, how um, the British royal family treated her appallingly, wow. how she knew that she was just a brood mare to produce the genetics. And then once she'd done that, she was, she was out, which is exactly what happened. But she also uh, told me something else, Christine Fitzgerald. She uh, was a, kind of one of these natural healers. And Princess Diana used to go to, uh, to the clinic where she worked, and they became very close friends. And she said, what used to happen is that uh, what, she, what Christine Fitzgerald called friendly people from MI5 used to leave notes at the clinic because they knew that Diana would pick them up and read them. And she said one of the notes was that um, her life was in danger from the, um, the, 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 the plan, if you like, or yeah. the, the possibility she was going to be taken out in a car accident. And if you remember, um, sometime later, uh, her butler, after she died, her former butler, his name Burrell, came out and said that uh, Diana had, um, had said this, that um, she feared that um, she was going to be taken out in a, uh, in a car accident, which, which uh, she was. And, you know, again, when you look at the background to what happened in that pump down the tunnel, um, it's absolutely obvious it was a setup. For instance, um, there were 17 uh, traffic cameras between the Ritz Hotel, where she started out with Dodie Fired that night, very late, uh, and uh, to the Pont Dalma Tunnel. In fact, as I, I went there twice researching this, the Pont Dalma Tunnel had a camera right above the <laughs> entrance. If you wanted to see the car come in at the so-called paparazzi following, then, okay, give us the tape. And there was another guy, uh, you know, these people that um, they listen to police radio and signals and yeah. communications. Well, there was a guy that night in Paris who was sitting on a bench near the um, Eiffel Tower, which is just across the river from the Pont d'Alma Tunnel, across the River Seine. And he said in that same period that night that uh, Diana was killed, all the um, traffic the police communication traffic in Paris stopped. Wow. Uh, and so what we were told is these cameras weren't working on that night. What, 17 of them? Just yes. like Jeffrey Epstein's cameras didn't work. No. 
It's it's like the Clinton body count. It's just a coincidence. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, we're just coincidence theorists. Okay, well, guys, we're, we're going to take this interview. It's not over right now, but we're going to move the rest of it, guys. we got to leave YouTube because we're about to talk about the vaccine, and we're going to talk about the signs and symbols that the elite use to communicate, which uh, David had just talked about, and we're going to elaborate on that. So if you guys want to see the full interview, go to blazetv.com, and make sure to use Pimp on a Blimp for $20 off a new subscription. Now make sure to go join freaking Blaze TV to see that whole thing. We really got into the vaccine. We got into the New World Order. We got into a lot more conspiracies. We talked about 9-11. So if you guys are a conspiracy fan, make sure to go check that out and make sure to use a pimp on a blimp code for $20 off. Okay, now we have our final guest. But uh, um, Alex, Alex. Yes, mom. I have to interrupt you. Yes, mom. I, I didn't know. You had an OnlyFans, and you all your wife has a boyfriend, and now you have an OnlyFans. So, so Stasha, Stacia, however I say it, Stasha, can I ask you? It's Stacia, Mom. Have some respect for her. She's a very beautiful, nice woman. Stacia, I have a question for you. Okay, put the camera on, Stacia, please. Thank you, thank you. So, you have an OnlyFans, but do you also have a boyfriend? No, I don't have a boyfriend. Okay, but you only have an OnlyFans. See, Alex, she does not have a Don Mom, if it wasn't for Dontarius' lovemaking skills, my wife would leave me. Dontarius has much stronger upper body strength than me. He can put her in positions that give her pleasure that I cannot, Mom. I'm sick of you looking at my freaking browsing history and then asking my guests if they have extra boyfriends. I'm the only person that loves my wife's boyfriend, Dontarius. All right, Mom? So bye. We got to bring in our next guest to get out of here, Mom. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye, Mom. All right. Now, let's get to our final guest. She's right in the middle of being canceled online for being transphobic, even though she is transgender herself. She is a transgender icon. Welcome on the one, the only, Blair White. Blair, welcome to the show. What's up, pimp on a blimp? Well, Blair, you I'm so happy you came on the show, but you know, right now all the right wing conservatives and listen, I know that you're based. I love your takes. I think you're, you know, very smart. I think you're very attractive. I think you're very attractive. But they want to say, hey, look, she's trans. I have to hate her. Yada yada yada. So what do you say to all those ultra conservative people that that don't even want you to exist? I have to say they can keep crying about it. I've been doing this for seven years. I know exactly what response I'm eliciting when I post pictures like the bikini gun picture. And it's all fun for me. I like trolling. So, okay. But Blair, we had to talk about this bikini gun picture. I mean, this is, this is what set, it. It set the internet on fire. And everybody has to ask. Everybody has to ask. You know this. Are you post-op or pre-op? Because that looks like, listen, we have, and I don't know if you know this, but we have, we have Stacia, uh, Kelly, she, she was actually uh, forced to resign from her job as a middle school teacher for having an OnlyFans account. Now, I know, ideologically, you might actually disagree with that. So I'd like to get you first answer the first question. Are we, okay. are we, do we, are we, are we tucking or are we now post-op? If we can, if I can ask that. I mean, I think it's clear from the picture that I'm packing, right? Yeah, you are packing. Okay, wow. Now you're going to give us a vague answer. Blair, listen, I do the old mangina bit, and I, I've tucked. I spent hours tucking. I'm Alexandria. As you know, I'm kind of gender fluid myself. I'm saying I can tuck it. I think, I, I think that could be a tuck if you're asking the conspiracy theorists in me. Right, 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 right. I mean, like I said, I'm packing, so however you want to take that is exactly how you take it. I don't usually take it, though. I usually give it. 
Wow, I love that. Season player, you have to be spicy. You have to be able to take it and give it. So what do you say to the people that call you transphobic? And what do you think about the trans? I mean, I mean listen, I, I, people on the, the right, they want to go after all trans people. I believe trans people should exist. I don't really like the, the transition of young children that are getting mastectomies. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't like that. But I don't want to be labeled transphobic. So what do you, so what do you say to the people? Oh, you're a transphobe, Blair. And guess who's put in more work to fight against children being sexualized and transitioned than any of the people mad about me simply tweeting a bikini picture on Twitter? Me. I've made it my entire career. I've dedicated my life to saving kids from being transitioned. I was talking about this years before it was on anyone's radar. And people called me crazy for thinking it was going to be a thing. It's a thing. Hi. Um, but like I said, you know, I, I do what the fuck I want. I've been doing this for seven years. And it is what it is. But speaking of OnlyFans, I often say, you know, I get it from both ends every day. I don't even have an OnlyFans. You know, I'm <laughs> too trans for the right, too right for, you know, the left. Oh, well. No, and that's why I like you. I'm telling you, listen, somebody that's not afraid to be who they want to be and unapologetically be themselves. That's what we need in society. So listen, you don't, I'm not saying, hey, you need to identify as a woman if you're out there, but you should actually look at you as a role model of somebody that's unapologetically being themselves. So, so I'm just saying, how did you learn how to do that? Because I feel like I do that. A lot of people hate on me. Oh, you suck, this and that. I can block that out. Do you block right. it out? Or, or Because this is what I always say. I get 100 compliments, but it's always the one criticism that sticks out. Does that happen to you as well, Blair? Yeah, I mean, I'm numb to it now. Like, nothing really affects me. But I think the thing that attracted me to, you know, right-wing values, center-right values, is the emphasis on individualism. You know, I'm not a collectivist. I'm not one of these people who, you know, just because I'm transgender on a technical level, on a diagnosis level, doesn't mean I adhere to gender ideology, which is very separate. I think that there's a misconception on the right that transgender people were born out of gender ideology in, like, 2014. Not the case. They've been around for a long time, but like every other minority, they've been hijacked by leftists because that's what they do. They're collectivists. They grab these little groups, they take over, and then they turn everything to shit. Whereas for me, you know, I don't hold political perspectives based on who else does. So people will say, Blair, how can you, you know, vote Republican when name Republican here said this name horrible thing said about trans people here? I'm like, I'm sorry, do people vote? based on what someone else who votes like them does or says, I don't understand. Um, I'm also told every day that, you know, how are you not upset about all the anti-trans legislation in the country? And then I go and I Google and I look, what is this anti-trans legislation? All of it's barring minors from transitioning, barring minors from having their penises cut off. All of that I support. So not exactly sure what I'm supposed to be upset about. But also... I have over a million subscribers on YouTube, all of which are right-wing people. So the idea that all right-wing people are, you know, upset at me or something, I mean, that's just false. I wouldn't have a career if that were the case. Yeah, that, that is true. I think it's just a small uh, uh, group of people that are, you know, upset. And, and the, listen, they want to be, you know, ultra-right or whatever. I get it. I get it. Like, I, I get their position. I don't necessarily agree with it. And that's the other thing is I don't hate somebody if I don't politically, ideologically align with them on everything. Yeah. I think that's so stupid. So like I said, I'm not just going to kiss your butt the whole time, but I do appreciate Appreciate you actually going out there and, and speaking your your just extemporaneously how you feel and that's why you have millions of followers. So Blair, so what's the future of Blair White? You know, you're getting this hate. You think it'll just blow over, or are you going to continue to trigger the people? Because I like to trigger both sides. Like with my videos, you know, when yeah. I said the Fauci ouchie and stuff, it made all the right, all the people on the right mad because they thought I was pro-vax, and then it made people on the left because they looked like cringe idiots that they actually supported that. So do you like kind of pissing off the the far right people? Hell yeah. I mean, the the point was, I think, 
maybe it's not so obvious. I thought it was fairly obvious. I did that caption on purpose. You know, the anti-gun people lost their minds because mm-hmm. they're seeing me pose with the gun. The anti-trans people lost their minds because the person holding a gun is trans. So I think it was a perfect um, shitstorm that I created and it was very much intentional, you know. Um, at this point, you know, been doing this for seven years. So the fact that I'm still thinking of new ways to set the internet on fire, um, I'm just thankful I still have that going on. No, you definitely, that. you definitely have it going on. Okay. And then two more questions. I know we got to let you go. I know you're super yeah. busy, but uh, one thing, so I've become friends with Ollie London, who's a detransitioner. So what do you say to the adult detransitioners? And, and is that that common? How common is that in the trans community? Because I'm not that familiar. Well, it's a lot more common now. Uh, so when I started transitioning seven years ago, I think maybe actually eight years, um, it wasn't a thing. It, it, you maybe find one person online who would talk about this regret, and it was very rare because there used to actually be safeguards in place that would keep people from making these horrible decisions if it wasn't right for them. Um, now, because like I said earlier, leftists have hijacked it and turned it on, not into a you know medical field but a activist field, um, anyone and everyone can get their dick cut off, <laughs> including yeah. minors. And so to detransitioners, I say that I'm so sorry that you were you know thrown through this process. It was clear Really not for you. And I have a lot of empathy for those people because um, I want to talk about who gets hate. I don't get nearly as much hate as those people. I mean, they are excommunicated from not just the trans community, but modern polite society. I mean, they cannot catch a break. So um, I like to platform them when I can. You know, I think that their stories are important. And um, any any conversation that is all the way left or all the way right about a, a subject as nuanced as, you know, something like being trans, I think is doing a disservice. So the people who want to pretend as if detransitioners don't exist, leftists, they're wrong. People on the right who want to pretend like no one is trans and happy, you're wrong. Sorry. I mean, everyone can get mad at me, but it is what it is. Okay. Last question though, Blair. And I got to ask this because you're so beautiful. I'm sure. And I say this all the time. I can always tell a trans person, but with you, I really, I would, if I was just at a bar, there'd be no way it'd be almost impossible to tell. So, so no, how do you, how do you deal with it in your dating life? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of heterosexual males that want to date you. It's probably gay. I mean, there's all kinds of people want to date you. So how is your dating life? And is, do you feel like you have to be almost like, more open about who you are because you are you are so passing as a as a female or do you not tell them you kind of keep it a secret and let them figure it out I think keeping a secret is wrong I think okay. people who you know especially like engage sexually with men and don't disclose I think that that's like about as close to rape as rape is without actually being raped um, for me, I'm pretty lucky because I am so open online. I mean, you Google my name and yeah, you're famous. Yes. <laughs> you can see anything. Um, but I do think it's important to disclose cause I would want someone to disclose to me, you know, I'm only attracted to men. And so I would only want my partner to be a biological man. A lot of people have that preference, but it is interesting how many conservative commentators have been in my DMS. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I'm in your DMs, Blair, and you're a friend of mine. We're going to create some more content. So listen, thank you for pissing off all the people I love, and I'm all about it. If somebody gets triggered, that's on their own thing. That's on them. It's like, guys, we need to look in the mirror and take accountability for what's making us mad. And it's not because Blair is taking a picture with a gun and trolling us on the Internet. I love it. So keep trolling, Blair. And tell the people, I know you're huge and famous, but how can they support you? How can they find you, Blair, before you go? Yeah, just search me on YouTube, search me on Instagram, Twitter, and trust me, you'll find me. You'll find a lot of BS, too. (laughs) All right, Blair, you're the best. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you soon. Thank you for coming on the program this evening. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for having me. All right, Blair is great. So what did you think about Blair? I struggled to focus on what she was saying. She was so pretty. She was pretty. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And people are going to get mad at me. Oh, you're saying a trans person's pretty. Yeah, I think that uh, objectively she is pretty. I mean, I would get fooled if I didn't know any better, if I didn't know who Blair White is. I completely agree.
So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just the the honest situation. Okay, so Stacia, we've had a freaking epic episode. We went in and out of OnlyFans. We went, you know, the fact that you're a teacher. We're talking now that you're kind of a secret conservative. And then people didn't realize we were kind of talking about conspiracy. So I think your personality is absolutely incredible. And I think now it's almost probably... Uh, I always say the story, I was supposed to get this one hosting job a few years ago, and then I didn't get it. And then uh, at the time, I thought it was really bad, it ended up being really good. So is that the same for you? Did it seem like a really bad thing when you were forced to resign? And is now, is it a good thing? It, n- no, I <laughs> I was relieved when I resigned. <laughs> you were? <laughs> yes. Why? You, you, you were done. T- you didn't want to be a teacher anymore, really? Um. So like I said, I shut everything down, and then I saw that you can't shut down. Yeah. Once your pictures are out there and everything's out there, it's out there. So um, it was really just a matter of time, and I knew that. And so I was just trying to do as much good as I could for the amount of time that I had. So. And, and you're really a sweet person, a very lovely, beautiful lady. So if you guys want to go support uh, uh, Stacia, and tell the people where they can find you and how they can support you. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, OnlyFans. Um, yeah, I'm Stacia Kelly, or... Oh, sorry. I, this, uh, sorry about that. I uh, that didn't. I thought this was broken. It's a. Sorry about that. Go ahead. How can I find you? Instagram, Twitter, OnlyFans, um, my shadow bands, TikTok. And she's definitely shadow banned on TikTok. But guys, I'm just telling you, when you start looking at these photos, you're going to be in for a very pleasant surprise because they are uh, very excellent. And uh, her husband is the photographer, and that's why they are very professional boudoir type photos. This is not your average just woman with a little iPhone taking some selfies. This is some professional classy stuff. Now, I'm not saying that you should go look at it, but if you are above the age of 18 and you're a legal consenting adult, you know, do whatever you feel is best uh, for your personal situation. So, Deja, how how did you feel? Did you like the show? Did you enjoy your time on the show? I did. I thought it was great. Were you nervous coming in? Because you say, oh, Alex Stein's going to do something. I was nervous. What did you think I was going to do? What did you think the worst thing I was going to do? Throw a pie in your face? Probably. Yeah, no, I would never do that. I would never treat you right. I'm a simp. Simp stands for sucker that idolizes mediocre punani. But I'm not saying you're mediocre. That's just what the saying is. And when I get a hot lady on the freaking show, you know, Primetime 99 has to become a little bit of a simp. So, guys... Don't be a simp like me. Be a man. <laughs> be a pimp on a blimp. And when you see a beautiful lady like this, don't... Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> and go like and subscribe uh, on Station because I'm telling you, you're going to like what you see. <laughs> but every episode, we end the same way, folks. And Station, you might not know this, but I'm Primetime 99, the freestyle king. On, and you know, there ain't a town hall that I ain't never rapped at. So DJ... When you're ready, you know we need to hit that beat because we're going to be a super freak. Yo, yo, I am prime time. And you know I grind and shine. Because I got Stacia on my mind. And she got that only fan. And you know we got lots of plans. And you know I am a stand. Because I'm a member of her only fan. And you know I am a pimp. And you know this is a pimp. And you know my mom is dead. But she can still give head. That's why she wears a mask. So she won't catch the disease. Make you say, bitch, please. Make sure to like and subscribe. I love you all. I love Stacia. I love you guys. Make sure to look at this beautiful woman. Go and support her. Be beautiful old woman.